0: Inside the Man with Johnny Campion. Game Copeland. over, bitches.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Johnny and Friends Podcast Show Inside the Man Cave. I am Johnny I'm your host, and you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny Compion. I want to get to a couple of things that I've been kind of sitting on, and uh, you know, I started off—I always start off music music before my podcast. I know it's probably illegal, all this other crap, but. I'm gonna play it until they come after me, right? I'm a rebel. It was Legs Diamond, and that song was called "Walk Away." Every year, that band Legs Diamond would always close the uh, the show out. It was like a week long. It was pretty cool. I love music, so I'm I'm gonna play a lot of music on this podcast and talk about a bunch of different topics you know, relating to music and stuff. Uh, and the other day they came out with the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: The new nominees are Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Devo, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Jaka Khan, Carol King, Fela Kuti, LL Cool J, New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, Dionne Wohr. Congratulations to the 2021 nominees.
1: There was a couple of bands in there that were nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is a a cool thing to me. I I enjoy watching it. It's a really cool uh, whole presentation. And uh, they normally have it on Showtime. That's where you can watch it. And so they have, when you get nominated, they have somebody bring you up. And, uh, you know, they normally have a band and they'll do tribute to you. It's pretty cool. So this year, uh, congratulations to the Foo Fighters who are nominees.
0: Out,
1: so I Hopefully they can get in. And another one, a big surprise to me, was Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden got nominated. Vote uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website. As many, I I don't know how the uh, voting process is, but you can vote on there, and let's see what happens. Um, You know, speaking about that, there was no Judas Priest.
0: That's not unusual. It's just that the moon is full And you decided a We're gonna have to wait until the day, quite frankly. Um, but it's it's Judas Priest in, in, in every aspect, in
1: every respect. They were nominated I think in twenty nineteen, but they weren't uh, you know they didn't get inducted. So they've been nominated before, so which is cool but uh, they still haven't kind of went over the edge and got that Hall of Fame credential. And, you know, it's one of those questions I'll pose. Does it really matter to you as a fan of music? Does it really matter if your favorite band is Hall of Fame status? I mean, There's a list up there of rock bands and different musicians that are not in that should be in. I don't know the criteria. I don't know if you have to be making music for over 25 years. or I don't know the criteria exactly and who votes. I heard about it back in the day about who votes and how you get in and nominate it, but I forgot about all that. And um, I'm I'm sure it's a huge process, and they have tons of of bands and musicians and uh, artists that they want to bring in to the hall. It's a special place. I think so. I mean, there's bands here like, like I mentioned, Judas Priest, Slayer. They uh, retired. What was it like? It seems like two years already. Yeah. Alice in Chains. They're worthy of the Hall of Fame. And here's another one. Ozzy Osbourne. Shouldn't he be up there already? Oh, Pantera. And there's no more Pantera. They made tons of music. personally i think so they've done a lot and that band i remember seeing them live (laughs) it's just madness legends of metal and motorhead lemmy huge icon pretty cool uh was down in los angeles last year and when i go to la i always try to uh go hang out at one of my favorite establishments up there the rainbow uh that's where they have the lemmy statue it's pretty cool you're drinking in the lemmy bar at the rainbow that's a legendary place so many stories about that i've seen uh some documentaries about the secret room up at the Rainbow Bar and Grill where Alice Cooper and <laughs> just name them, a bunch of legends would hang out in the secret room. And it's, it's a older place. If you've ever been there, it's pretty cool. You walk around, there's a bunch of memorabilia and pictures all over. A really cool bar. Yeah, Motorhead, I think they should be in. That's my opinion. But like I said before, does it really matter to you as a fan or musician if they have this Credential, Hall of Famers, especially the guys that are are not with us anymore. You know, uh, the guys from Pantera, Allison Chains, Lane Staley. You know, uh, there's so many other bands and so many people that I'm forgetting, but that's what I'm going to start with. I'm just going to put that out there, and see what you think about it. Does it really matter to you? And do you think it matters to the musicians? <laughs>
0: Hey everybody, this is Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Yeah,
1: yeah, the Tweet at me, at Johnny Compion, on Twitter. And you can also support the podcast show on anchor.fm slash johnny5150.
0: Say you a-
1: a soundbite on the Howard Stern show on Sirius Satellite and he asked a question if it was really important to them the band just got nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame first of all in all honesty does that turn you guys on or does it just really not matter is it bullshit it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame no it's not yeah. it's not bullshit no, at all you like it you you say this is a good thing yeah, absolutely it's a, it's an honor of course
0: yeah. I mean, it's, that sounds like the political answer, but it's just the answer. If it's Nate the truth. It's the
1: fucking you, trophy. So you fucking want that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Nate wants to The, the be campaign accepted. has begun. Wait, there's a trophy? <laughs> that was Dave Grohl on the Howard Stern show. And they talked about them being inducted. That was pretty cool. Howard having them on, you know, as they got nominated uh, to be hopefully in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in a few months. It was cool listening to the uh, Foo Fighters new album. I still got to, you know, listen to a little bit more and get into it more. I mean, it is the Foo Fighters. You know their style. Dave Grohl, they, they just bring it. They're a great band. Uh, one of my favorites right now. Those guys have been hitting it hard. And it's cool because during the pandemic, you know, like I've talked about on this podcast, we all want to attend concerts and, and do cool things, but, but we can't right now, so... It's pretty cool, these bands that will step up and do these live streams. The last one that I saw with the Foo Fighters was live at the Roxy on Sunset Strip in November, which was a really good show. It was really awesome. Uh, Just sat back and drank beer and really enjoyed a show. And that place is cool. I've been into the Roxy before uh, to see a band. I don't know who they were. Um, It's a cool little place. It kind of reminded me of uh, the Cameo, but this was a little bit smaller. Uh, I'm talking about the Cameo Theater here in San Antonio. It's a little venue like that. They had downtown San Antonio where we would go check out shows in the early days. Um, I remember seeing Metallica there, which is pretty cool. I think it was like 1350 a night. They, th- they played three nights in a row. With the opening band uh, Raven. It was Raven and Metallica. Ride the Lightning Tour. It was pretty cool. So uh, a couple years back. When they played here in San Antonio. At the Alamo Dome. Um, I walked down to the Dome. And I happened to walk down. What Houston Street. Here in San Antonio. And actually walked. <laughs> right by the cameo, right in front to get to the Alamo Dome. And it was so ironic. It's like, man, I remember back in the years when I was younger seeing Metallica right here. Now look where they're playing. The Alamo Dome. It was pretty cool. Anyway, I digress. Uh so you know just watching bands like I said that stream and entertain and metal like speaking of Metallica, they did that drive in thing. I don't know if it was too successful I had read that some uh, streaming sites and drive-in places, I guess they had a lot of some technical problems, and people were kind of upset about it because man, those tickets were expensive. It was like buying your uh, it was like buying your car a ticket, and I think they charged for for people in the car. So they charged your car, you know, they charged you to bring your car in, and then you had to pay for, I guess, everybody in the car. So <laughs> probably you had to do it like back in the day where it was you and a friend in the front seat and everybody else was getting in the trunk, right? <laughs> that's funny. I, just, I thought about that. Um, yeah, but that's cool. I, I, I uh, give them a lot of credit for coming out. And they even did a thing after the Super Bowl. And they played uh, one of the late shows. I don't recall the guy's name. And Metallica played Enter Sandman. So it was cool watching them. They just look like they're so primed and ready. Like, just cut us loose, man. Let us go play live music again. You can tell all these musicians you see on interviews and, you know, talking about music. And it's crazy because we have all just kind of just been idling. And everybody's just like, let us out. You know, let us out and, and continue with our lives. But right now... You know, we're getting to that point, and hopefully soon. I was reading that they're saying the CDC is saying if you've been vaccinated already, if you've been vac, if you've been vaccinated, that you don't have to quarantine anymore, and that's pretty cool. So we're seeing some signs, and we're hearing that there's more uh, vaccines going to be available soon. So. Uh, it's positive so we can get back to our normal labs and watch some live concerts and enjoy the music instead of watching streaming you know at home which is cool because you don't have to pay for the expensive beer which i don't mind i just like being at venues and watching shows so it'll be good to get back to watching live music at some point i was bringing it up because i miss it so much of live music and late shows the jimmy Kimmel show had as their music guest wolfgang van halen's band they came out and did a late night show it was awesome i sat back and uh i heard about it on twitter that he was going to be live tonight so it was cool seeing him his new video came out you're to blame also had an article that i had ran into and they talked about his new album and interviewed him and he was saying it was eight years in the making so you can tell just watching him tonight he looked i mean he's been in the spotlight he's been on tour with his dad and van halen so he's he's got the feeling but he hasn't been out in a while and it was really cool to see him and i'm sure it was really hard for him to uh perform i think he did great he just looked i guess he was kind of like man this is my first show uh i wish my dad was here to see this i'm sure a lot of things were running through his mind he's got a great band behind him he talked about that band that he he uh put together uh some studio musicians and uh i'm sure there's some big names i haven't researched the band But I heard him on uh, one of the satellite shows talking about him putting this band together. And uh, so it was interesting because he said he spends a lot of time in his home studio. Just like his father, that his father was like, hey, I'd rather be down here working than doing whatever. I heard him talk about how he put this album together. And that, that single that on there, that the first video that came out, maybe uh, right after his father passed away, and the uh, song's called Distance. Uh, really good video. Pretty emotional when it first came out. Uh, that was right after, soon after his father was passing. And then just the video with all the clips of, you know, the family together. It was pretty sad. And so it was really good to see Wolfgang Van Halen tonight on TV, on national te- television. And um, I applaud him. I-, I applaud him for his courage and just coming out and, uh, with new music. That's what we need, more new music. You know, I know it's hard to get together as a band, and I'm sure these guys are, are trying. Uh I mean you have to find a way right to keep those wheels rolling to keep playing that music for us so it was awesome if you get a chance go check it out I'm sure you can find it streaming somewhere it was pretty cool to watch
0: okay if you're just tuning in Scott Weiland from SDP and you're listening to Inside Inside the Man Man. Kind of a Big Deal Blah Blah With Johnny Johnny Compton. Compton this
1: thing
0: kind of a big deal this is america p.o.d and santana live in la casa live and direct to you and yours you're america america look we have no problem playing the national anthem at all I stand for the National Anthem. My hand is always over my heart. We've supported the National Flag Foundation and done work with them. You know, that isn't the issue at all. The, the real issue is how, you, how do you express the voices of those who feel the anthem doesn't represent them or cause, causes them consternation.
1: Welcome back to Johnny and Friends Podcast Show, Inside the Man Cave. I am your host, Johnny Compion. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny Compion. That was Mark Cuban. I talked about this on my last podcast because it was that night where the news broke about Mark Cuban said that they were not going to be playing the national anthem anymore. And that night I was posing a bunch of questions saying, I wonder what's going on. Cause we really didn't hear anything from the owner. And, uh, so he finally came out and made a statement about it. Uh, he was all over trending with his comments Adam Silver came out and uh, they made a statement in the NBA and said that they're going to keep following tradition and their policy of, of playing the National Anthem right before games. So Cuban, you know, he came out and expressed his his reasons behind them not wanting to do this. and But he also mentioned the fact that everything was being kind of misdirected at his comments. So I don't know if he was like backtracking or just trying to put the fire out. Uh, but he talked about, you know, um, on why exactly you heard in that soundbite. And he says that, you know, it's, it, it, he's thinking about the other people, other people who don't want to hear that, you know, that if that it offends them, and for it for people that it really doesn't matter anything to them. So I kinda see both sides uh I, I think I think it's a good thing to play the national anthem before a sporting event. It was always cool, you know, going to a Spurs game when David Robinson would stand there right before the anthem. And then as soon as it started playing, he would put his hand over his heart, and it was really an honor, and it was really cool to watch that for so many years. Well, he went to the Naval Academy. When that anthem came on, he just showed his love for this country. And I think that's what, what is the most important thing out of this, is that I applaud the NBA For saying, hey, that's our policy because we've seen this in the NFL. And it's um, a deal where it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people. You know, uh, everybody has their own deal and their own analogies on why. Why they don't want to hear it. And it might be in protest or different other beliefs and, you know, I think about the Olympics. When every country is there to represent their, their country, it's like they play their anthem. And I think that's awesome. Like, we're here to represent our country. I think it's huge. I think we're getting away from something here. And it's a really bad thing to see right now. Uh, I still feel that this country is not united yet. And that's just my personal opinion. This was what we see and we hear. You know, politics really just kind of took over, especially the last two years. Everything was just kind of just heading south pretty quick. And it doesn't matter which side you're on. Right. I'm not taking any sides. I'm just saying how the country in general just took a major hit because things don't seem like they used to be. You know, there's a lot of hate out there. And yeah, it's cool to express your opinion and, uh, you know, believe in what you want to. It's okay we're in the United States of America, right? I think at some point we will get back to where we were where everybody is just enjoying life and not pointing fingers and not attacking on social media. Any little thing you say, people just want to just start a, you know, a fire. I try to stay away from all that I you know I enjoy social media I use it for news and information and some people don't agree with that they're like why would you go to social media for news and for information well this depends what you're looking for and you always got to check your sources and that's the way the 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 uh, world turns right now with social media. It's crazy to think about it, but it's true. Right? A lot of big breaking stories you'll see run around your timeline, you know, on on Twitter and Facebook or whatever platform you uh, frequent. But it's crazy how... If you're watching a feed and all of a sudden you get breaking news. It's pretty cool. Times have changed. You don't have to wait for that news cycle and um, so you'll always hear about different topics that bring up a lot of questions. There was so much uh, said about this. You know, when Cuban came out and and that that story started building building up. I had said to you guys, I wonder what happened, what is going on, and he's talked about it. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Tweet at me at Johnny Compion on Twitter. And you can also support the podcast show on anchor.fm slash Johnny5150.